0: God expects parents to protect their family from attack. Are you prepared to guard your children from the attacks that are taking place every day in every community? If not, our families may be destroyed. Welcome to Kingdom Currents. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about a home invasion that has been taking place all across our country on a daily basis. The results of this invasion can be seen in the violence and moral decay that permeates our society today. Has this ever happened to you? Something wakes you out of a deep sleep? What was that noise? Is there someone in the house? Is somebody trying to break in? You listen closely to try and hear it again. You carefully get up and check on your spouse and then your children. Everyone is okay and still asleep. You then go and check the outside doors and windows. You even turn on the floodlights attached to the corners of your house. You don't see anything and go back to bed, hoping to fall uh, quickly back to sleep. However, for the rest of the night, you toss and turn, unable to settle down into a good sleep. Every noise causes you to be on the alert again you remain on, on guard against a possible home invasion. We live in a very dangerous world, there's no question about that, <laughs> and it's much different from the ones that my parents and my grandparents lived in. You, you see, it wasn't uncommon to find them leaving their doors unlocked even when they're away from the houses. There was a sense of security that caused them to go about their their day without fear of someone breaking into their homes and causing harm to their families. But in recent decades, there have been some very high-visibility home invasions. Uh, if I go back into the 60s, I, I can remember on August 9, 1969, four followers of uh, the cult leader Charles Manson broke the home of Sharon Tate and brutally married and murdered Tate, her unborn child, and four others that were visiting her. Then on February 4th, 1974, two men and a woman invaded the home of Patty Hearst and kidnapped her from her apartment. For two months, she was kept blindfolded in a closet. By April, having been held captive and abused and brainwashed, she actually accompanied her captors and took part in a bank robbery. Then the entire nation was fearful for the safety of 15-year-old Elizabeth Smart after she was forcibly taken from her home at 2 a.m. on June 3, 2003. For nine terrifying months, she, uh, she stayed captive to an insane man and went und- underwent terrible abuse until she was freed and reunited with her family. But, you know, those are just the high-profile profile cases uh, you know, you can turn to any local news and you're finding homes uh, are being invaded by ruthless men and women trying to take someone's possessions or harm the occupants each and every day. Uh, home invasions are becoming way too common. No longer are these invasions even carried out under the cloak of darkness, they're taking place in broad daylight and in heavily populated subdivisions. So what are we doing when, when we live in a violent society where the possibility of having someone break into our homes and, and take some family members captive is, is very plausible? Well, people are go- going all out to do everything possible to improve the securities of their homes. It, it does not matter if we own a home or rent an apartment. Security is a major issue that everyone is addressing. We move into gated communities, or at least, quote-unquote, safe subdivisions with streetlights on every corner. If you drive around neighborhoods, you you commonly see uh, neighborhood watch signs posted uh, in many of these communities throughout the suburbs. We now double-lock our doors with strong deadbolts. We install corner spotlights at key points on our home's perimeter, many times using sensors to turn them on uh, with any type of movement happening near the house. Uh, We're we're told to trim our landscaping so that predators can't hide behind overgrown bushes and invade our homes. Inside our homes, we we install uh, stronger window locks and security systems have become the norm. These systems have become more and more sophisticated and many include cameras and technology that actually allows the owner of a house to to monitor what is going on inside and around their homes even when they're away from their home. Americans are spending millions upon millions of dollars annually trying to secure their homes and not become victims of a home invasion. But you know what? There's another type of home invasion that is taking place that sort of goes under the radar. It very Parents are very much aware of, of the dangerous society in which they live, but, and we take precautions to, pre, to protect our families, especially our children from a physical home invasion. But, but what are we doing? to guard it against another type of home invasion that is happening on a regular basis on, on any given day at any given time. This invasion is designed to take us and our children captive to a frightening and destructive enemy. In fact, God's word uh, warns us about this enemy. In 1 Peter 5.8, uh, this person is described this way. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. See, Satan wants to invade our homes and destroy our families. He is relentless in trying to wreak as much havoc as possible. And we've got to be just as determined to protect our families from this type, type of home invasion as we are from a physical one. You know, Paul warned the Colossian Christians about this type of home invasion in in, uh, Colossians chapter 2, and verse 8 reads this, See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ." You see, the, the home invasion that we must guard our families against is an invasion of false philosophies or ideas, worldviews. And one can identify these invaders by two characteristics. False ideas, worldviews, are always based on tradition of men, human reasoning, and, and the principles of the world system. In, in either case, these ideas can take a person captive And then he and she will live contrary to what God's word says should be our lifestyle. Now, now when you're talking about this form of captivity, that parents must understand if they're going to see to it, that no one takes their children captive in this way, there are two truths that you've got to realize. First, being taken captive by false ideas is very subtle. Uh, These false ideas invade our homes by, by flying under the radar. They don't sound dangerous. In fact, they tend to make some sense, at least to the natural mind of fallen man. Let me ask you parents a question. Have you ever had one of your children do something really dumb once? Whenever I ask that in an audience, you get a lot of chuckles and they say, oh, it happens all the time. Well, when that happens, sometimes we go to our children and we don't ask them, why did you do that? We ask them, what were you thinking? Because we knew that they had to be thinking something dumb in order to do something dumb. And so that's a, a common and well-thought-out question. What were you thinking? Now, wherever you ask that question to a young person, worldwide, there's only one universal answer. And it's always, I don't know. And sometimes we laugh and we get frustrated, but they really don't know. They didn't realize that some false ideas had come in and taken their minds captive that led to this action that was wrong, because it was subtle. And before you know it, these ideas have embedded themselves in our hearts and are literally directing our lives and driving our decisions. Not only has our home been invaded, but the occupants have also been taken captive and then must perform the wishes of their captors which is a wrong world view. The second truth about this type of captivity is that in the end, one gets more than he or she bargained for. See, we first think that that our kids and even ourselves, we can handle some of these false ideologies. In in reality, they seem intriguing and something exciting to think about. And, And at the same time, there's always some truth some partial truth in them. That's what makes them so dangerous. But all of a sudden, we look at our lives and realize that we have bitten off more than we can chew, and we don't know how to free ourselves from these ideas. We've been taken captive, and we didn't even realize it. See, instead of being taken captive by false ideas, wrong thinking, we must be sure that we're being taken captive by the truth of Christ. That's what it says there in Colossians 2.8. We must remember that Jesus declared in John 14.6 that he is the truth. So so when we are taken captive by ideas according to Christ, it really means we're being taken captive by truth. And we also know that Jesus in John 1 uh, referred to himself as the Word. And so where do we find truth? We find truth in the Word. And that's What thoughts and ideas and worldviews should be taking us captive and our children captive? We should be taken captive by truth. So what we've got to do if we're going to protect our home from a home invasion like this, we've got to have a security plan. And that security plan has to be against Satan's home invasion designed to take us and our children captive to false ideas. So, So let's take a little bit of time and talk about what God's security plan for our homes would look like. Uh, The Apostle John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote to Christians and explained God's security plan to protect our families against the enemy's attacks. It's a very simple plan, but it must be carried out in detail with great diligence and perseverance. There are basically three steps to securing our homes from this type of invasion and here's the the first step we must test the spirit we must test the ideas uh, that are bombarding us every day in john's first epistle he explained how we must test every spirit before we believe it or put our trust in it Uh, first john 5 john wrote these instructions beloved Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming and now is already in the world. In essence, John warned us to be careful of the ideas, the philosophies, the worldviews that we hear. Those that are not based on the reality of Jesus Christ as the Son of God are the ideas that are based on human tradition and the elementary principles of the world. These are the very ideas that Paul warned us about back in Colossians 2. These types of ideas want to invade our homes and take the residents captive. Step number two, and, and here's the thing you've got to understand. As, as Christian adults, we've got to develop discernment based on our knowledge of God's word so we can even identify these false ideas as we try to test them. And step number two is comes this way. I I refer to it as bar the door. Once we test the idea, we must be then willing to bar the door to our homes. Uh, John explained this in his second epistle when he wrote verses 9 through 10, anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he is both the father and the son. Now listen to, to this warning. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, the doctrine of Christ, truth, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. Now, one time I can remember very clearly, uh, my former pastor, Michael Cap was preaching a Sunday sermon uh, on this passage there at Sherwood Baptist Church. And he did a masterful job of, of showing how we do have to be careful and not let people who come to our homes trying to peddle false religion and false ideas, and you don't even let them in their house, and you don't even bid them Godspeed when they leave. There's no doubt about it, parents are responsible to protect their home from this type of invasion. In this step, we find that once we test a spirit and discover a false idea or philosophy, we must bar the door and not even let it step foot inside the house. Now, now, when I listen to Doctor Cat uh, preach on this on this passage, uh, of course we, we find uh, young men who come out into neighborhoods and and they come up uh, peddling a, a false religion, and they, they want to come into our house and talk to us about it, and. and Dr. Catt explained how you can't let that happen. You can't let them in your house. And what's happened, though, unfortunately, we have taken this instruction only in a very literal sense. You know, it's, it's common to hear that when people come to my door and try to give me a magazine or some other information from some belief system that denies the deity of Christ, I shouldn't let them put one foot inside the door and I've even watched my Christian neighbors be very intentional in following these instructions in John's letter. But what we've got to realize is, if we're going to guard ourselves against a home invasion of false ideas and philosophies, we must be careful to consider the context of John's writings. See, in John's day, any false ideas that could come into a house and destroy a family had it come in through a real person who came to the door and wanted entrance. I- ideas and philosophies had access to Christians and their children through actual people coming into the temple, or that was you know, the, the church at that time, and, and their children through actual people coming into the temple and the house to speak you know, or share or teach their ideas to them. Therefore, in those days, you stopped those ideas by invading your home at the door. But see, today, we live in a much more complex world. In fact, we know we live in sort of a virtual world. In our world, false ideas come into our homes through many different mediums. Many Christians still bar people that are peddling false religion and ideas from entering their houses when they knock on their doors. However, are we as intentional about protecting our families from false ideas invading our homes when they try to come in through other means? See, false ideas wanting to take us captive now have entry to our homes through magazines, books, television, radio, the internet, and a host of other media outlets. What are we doing to test those spirits to make sure that they are of Christ? When we know that, they're not of Christ, do we go and still bar the door? Do we turn off the TV? Do we unsubscribe from that uh, streaming service? Do we have uh, filters on computers and and smartphones that our kids use? See, we've got to take inventory of the ideas that are in, in our homes today. And when you think of the media outlets, and and we've got to take those ideas and we've got to test them, not according to our ideas and our opinions, but according to the Word of God. Now, here's the thing that is somewhat frustrating. Many of us as Christian parents, we even are sending our children out of the home and having them bring ideas that are false back into our homes without ever testing them, uh, according uh, to John, who said, test the idea, test the spirit. See, this is most commonly done through schooling. One person has accurately stated that the main business of education is the communication of ideas, the teaching of beliefs and values. If wrong ideas are communicated to enough of our children, it could potentially destroy our society and our country. And and also, along with that, then our family. See, we must be just as intentional about barring the door of our homes to false philosophies through the media and education as we are of those who come riding up on bicycles and come to our doors to peddle materials about false religions. What ideas are our families encountering through the media, through school textbooks, and through school classrooms? Are we testing them to make sure they are according to Christ or truth or the Word? If not, are we willing to bar them from coming into our homes? Now, now, a lot of Christian parents are, are putting their children uh, in Christian schools or homeschooling their children, but, but. That doesn't mean you let your guard down, B- because unfortunately, much of the curriculum that's being used in some Christian homeschools and Christian schools are just the same secular textbooks that, that are out there uh, in, in secular schools, both public and private. And, and we've got to understand that. I'll never forget reading an article that Natasha Crane wrote for cross examine back in May of 2020. And it was an article that was explaining to parents what they should consider before sending their kids to public or private school at the beginning of another school year. And listen to what she said. For most parents, the quote-unquote great school district factor means that there there are strong academics, typically, typically as uh, measured by test scores. Uh, was well-abundant, additional offerings in music, art, etc. But this doesn't take into account the daily impact of a secular curriculum. Make no mistake, curriculum is rarely worldview neutral. And then she said this, and you've got to understand, Natasha Crane had her kids in a good Christian school, and she said it was a very good experience. Now, she chose to homeschool her, her children as they got older, But listen to what she says about Christian schools. In many Christian schools, the quote-unquote Christian part reflects the fact that teachers sign a statement of faith, there's a weekly chapel, teachers pray with their kids, and there's a Bible class. Parents should be aware of the curriculum choices a Christian school makes. In many cases, they use secular textbooks and expect teachers to compensate in the class by talking about the subject from a Christian perspective. But she goes on to say many teachers are simply not equipped with this kind of understanding in order to fully counter what secular curricula teaches. And they end up with a tug of war between worldviews of the text and the teacher. In most Christian schools, there is little standardization across the classrooms because teachers come from different places in their own spiritual life. And, And so it doesn't matter where we send our children to school now now of course we shouldn't be going against scripture and deliberately sending them into secular schools where where they're sitting under false teaching 6 hours a day every day uh, that that doesn't line up with scripture but even when we put them in christian schools where there's godly christian teachers there we we should take into account what what textbooks are they using because Those ideas, when they're given to the kids and those textbooks have assignments to those kids, it is a way that those possibly secular false world ideas are going to come back into your home. And we've got to bar the door. We can't let that happen. And then, step number three in God's security system for protecting our home from from attack is don't give the enemy credibility. See, John not only tells us to bar the door to false ideas and philosophy, but he also instructs us to not give him a greeting, for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Again, many Christians interpret this in a literal sense and will not even say goodbye to a false teacher who comes knocking at the door. This must also be our reaction to false philosophies that attempt to evade our homes through the media and education. Why is this type of action necessary? See, we must act emphatically against these things for three reasons. We do not want to give the impression that the false philosophies or ideas are acceptable. Second, we do not want to be infected by association with the false ideas. And third, we don't want to give the enemy ammunition that can be used when trying to invade other homes. See, when we dabble in the ideas of the world through the media and education, we can become an actual stumbling block to other Christians. They see us allowing these ideas to have access to our children, and they may think, well, it's okay to do that, and they go and do that, and maybe they're not spiritually matured to deal with it. Pretty soon, other Christians are being taken captive by false ideas. So we've got to understand that Our our homes are under attack. And and yes, we've got to protect our homes and our families from a physical attack where someone wants to break in and do our, our family harm. But I think it's even more critical that we go and we take guard against false ideas coming into our home. We've got to choose wisely who we allow To help us educate, teach our children And and whether it's through the media Or through internet, computers, what have you Mom and dad, you have a God-given responsibility To protect your children from false ideas You've got to protect them And put some type of screening devices and, and, And filters that will do it the best job possible To keep some of these things out but, but you've got to be aware of what they're listening to, what they're hearing on phones and through music and things like this. And, and we've got to go and test every single idea every spirit and make sure it lines up with truth we've got to make sure when it doesn't line up with truth we bar the door and we don't let it in our homes and when it is in there we confess it as sin and we throw it out and put god's ideas in into our homes into our children's hearts and minds and then what we've got to do is we cannot give credibility to, to f- places that are teaching false ideas whether it's uh, TV shows we watch or movies we, we go to or, or whatever it is, uh, we, we've got to make sure that other Christians know, you know what? This is something we're taking a stand and we're not allowing it to come to our homes. So we've got to be on guard. We can't uh, be willing to let anything come in that's going to cause our children harm. I want to thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Currents and I pray that you'll share this episode with other parents and pastors and other Christian leaders. We must be more vigilant to ensure our families are safe from a home invasion of false ideas.